right, Carmen, are you there now? Yes. Ah, oh, she's back. Wait, All right. Now, we'll say a sentence, and you tell us if you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds already ten times better. I can okay, tell. Awesome. good, good. That was the worst stalling yeah, yeah. we had ever done. You, no, so. I think that was a brilliant move because it, it builds anticipation. See, you're you're good, my friend. You're good. <laughs> hey, man, it's tricks of the trade. Uh, Actually, you guys gave me a killer idea like ten minutes ago. The next oh, time we're going to press copies of Days of Love, we're going to retitle it Days of Our Lives. <gasps> yes. And yeah. I think we're just I think we're just going to like try to get around the copyright issues. There you go. Great. Jonathan, you're right. wel- you're welcome See, for he's making a mistake. smart. And I think you should <laughs> like have to dress up like Deidre Hall. <laughs> and so <laughs> I definitely need like a like a nineteen eighty three like blonde wig. Oh, like there yes. sort of like poster <laughs> yes. faucet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. I love it. So mm. we'll start out with the question <laughs> yeah. I had the first time. Before we delve into history, how you got started, all of those things that we'd love to share with our listeners, I wanna start out with what's happening now, which is what I wanna talk about the album Days of Love. I wanna talk about your personal journey as you were putting that together. What was it like to record this album? Um, God, it was like nothing I'd ever done, really. I mean, um, just like practically speaking, it was a really unique situation. We, My dad and I recorded it alone. So like all of the instrumentation, everything, you know, we did just the two of us. And we did it over a really short period of time. We had a four-day recording session, four consecutive days. And I had never really worked that way. You know, in the past, like my previous albums had all been done kind of over time and with different people and, you know, sort of slowly like... I don't know, like you might imagine, you know, creative project um, right. being. Um, but this was just like this concentrated sort of like vacation in the studio. And I mean, it was a working vacation. We worked our butts off. But um, <laughs> yeah, so just the, the journey as far as like just making it was um, unique in that way. And then, you know, the other like aspect, I guess, of the project was just that the material, you know, was all like stuff that I had been kind of carrying around like all the songs I had mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. essentially had for a handful of years some of them a lot longer than that and they just hadn't really ever been kind of you know put together in like an ensemble you know album right um so in a way you know I'd been with the songs for a really long time and then it was just a matter of like do it you know right, right. sure sure so yeah. how how did this music start I mean how did your career as a musician begin where was the inspiration well, I, I mean, I come from, mm-hmm. like, a really super musical family, and I think that that was just the sort of instrumental. Um, I mean, just, you know, for my, my dad being kind of like the, the pinnacle kind of um, relationship for me musically, but, you know, also aunts and uncles, and, and my grandparents on both sides of my family. I mean, there's just a lot of players and songwriters and music appreciators. So, you know, finding my way into music was not, a surprise but getting started like professionally was you know that took me some time um it it, it did start for me mm-hmm. very young but it took me a long time to mm-hmm. really kind of own it in a you know in a sort of confidence security like you know self-belief kind right. of way it took me a long time um to really get clear that you know i did it mattered to me to do it professionally and um and I had, you know, a lot of years of, of, you know, great support from people and a lot of practice, you know, on stage and kind of just, you know, getting through all the fear and all the things that as a young creative person you experience. Right, because you talk a lot about how it was a very stop-start before you were able to, yeah. yeah, to come to that moment where where you knew this was just it. No, didn't matter the fear or anything. This was just what really runs through your blood. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think I I knew I knew that it was just it. I mean, like really young, but the ability to sort of the ability to sort of um, I like I was saying, just kind of like own that outwardly. You know, mm-hmm. like present. Mm-hmm kind of your present you know yourself really and 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 your your belief in yourself is that was what took some time i mean i had i had so many like just very like clear like intuitive um moments as a young person and and when i first got started just privately by myself like right. this is so the thing i you know should be doing and that matters the most to me um putting that into practice and actually doing it and and supporting yourself and putting yourself to work creatively and in a professional way is like a whole other task, but right. knowing, knowing what you want to do that, that was not hard right. for me to know. Well, you know what's it's uh, I was reading something and I, I think it took me by surprise a little bit because if you listen, your voice is so lyrical. It's so pure, really the tones and it's just obvious that you were born to sing. And yet I'm reading this story and you talk about how in uh, college they actually had to convince you to sing, to encourage you to do that. And I guess, talk to me about that because it's so fascinating. Someone who obviously that talent is there. Where was the disconnect before you found that, okay, I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? Totally. I, yeah. And it really was like pulling teeth. I mean, I had these friends, some of them still close friends um, in college. I, I was at Mills college in Oakland for about five seconds, but they were really (laughs) important seconds when I was there. I met some (laughs) great people. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they would just literally, like, I mean, they would, they would set, you know, I would set up in, like, our practice room, and they would all, like, leave the room, and the door would be closed, and then they would, like, literally, like, gently, slowly kind of tiptoe in to kind of, like, get me used to having people around while I was singing, and, you know, I can only, I guess I can only describe it as, like, you know, the, I think something that we all, we all face and experience at some point, which is just sort of getting comfortable being seen. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. like, you know, when I, I, you know, I guess we always say, you know, like being vulnerable or, you know, being comfortable being seen is, is a really tremendous thing, I think, and a very, yeah, yeah. A very important thing to, to your own personal growth. And for me, that, that was, um, that was like the way that that manifested for me was just through the voice. So like, I could be seen in, you know, any other way. I could speak my mind. I could, you know, I could whatever. I didn't mm-hmm. have a, a, a problem being myself in any other way. But singing was, like, the scariest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, reading. <laughs> I don't know why, but. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Well, now it's I old mean, hat, you know. Exactly. It's A lot of people say it's the scariest thing. But, you know, reading a, the About You page on your um on your website, if you if you guys haven't read that, go uh, to Carmen Butler's website. We'll have it on our uh, page and look at that. But reading your about on the website, you know, you can just tell that there's so much passion there. Uh, you're describing, you know, when you change chords on the guitar and the chord progression, your heart follows that, follows that. You know, you're just right there, one with the music. Was there ever a yeah. time where there was, you know, fear of um, not making it or fear of, you know, going and pursuing your passion that you know, change that or stopped you from, from pursuing it? Um, well, you know, you mentioned the stop start kind of nature of the career I've had and, you know, it has been sort of like that, but I don't, I don't know that it's really been, you know, because of, you know, some sort of moment of like, Oh, I, you know, I don't know if I can do this, so I should just stop Mm -hmm. trying. Mm -hmm. I've never really felt like, um, not trying. I've always wanted to pursue a career in music. And so I have, but, you know, um, 
I, I don't know. I guess I guess you know it's funny. I was thinking about this earlier on a on mm-hmm. my walk yeah. before chatting with you guys, and I was thinking about how. I think for creative people, especially independent artists of any kind, you know, you, the tendency to want to compare your experience, your career to those around you or to the, the examples that, you know, whatever that you see out there that somebody who's quote unquote made it, it's so, it's so, um, uh, it's so easy to slip into that mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true, I think, for any of us in any way that, you know, comparing yourself to somebody else and how it looks from your perspective, it's, it's just a, it's like the worst path to go down. And I think at some point along the way, I just realized that I was never going to be happy or successful as an artist if I was just worried about how my experience looked compared to those, you know, who, who, um, who I'm around and, um, or who I, you know, admire, look up to, whatever. Um, and I think as soon as I got that, then the stop-start nature really stopped that that it really has become a lot more consistent i've been a lot Mm -hmm. more creative i've been way more prolific right um because i'm not spending as much time focused on what i think should or shouldn't be happening compared to somebody else well you know you make a uh a good point i was teasing sergey earlier he has this phrase where he always says you do you boo and i have to say one of the things yeah where you say it a little more eloquently i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you but (laughs) You actually have I don't know. That fits on a bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah. And I Ooh, Jonathan, come up with thank a bumper you. sticker. <laughs> We're you, all about branding you. here. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've got it to sound bites. But you actually said in an article that do you as authentically as you possibly can and waste no time comparing yourself to others. It's a very much your story so far that we've been talking. It is almost like as a musician, your own coming out process to own that just as much. You totally. also have a quote that I find very uh, beautiful because you you wear every part of you as if that's exactly what they are. They're pieces of you. And what you say yeah. to the queer identified artists is you said they should come out and stay out and make art that reflects that un- their unique experience, but then use their yeah. voice to to reach all people, not just their LGBTQ yeah. family. And what I find fascinating about that, we know you're you know you're part of the queer artist community, but you really when we, you listen to your music and when you you read up about Carmen Butler, you are just this fully actualized human being that truly does commit to being authentic. Talk to us about how you made it that part from coming out, you know, as a proud uh, gay woman to it was that part of the process of coming out as a musician. That is such a good question. Um, yeah, I think I think for me. You know, I've been very fortunate um, it, as far as being out and queer. Um, I came out really young and really into a, uh, you know, a, a biological family and a friend family that, you know, for whom being gay was a non-starter, it was a non-issue. And so the combination, I think, of being young and still very impressionable and, you know, still kind of putting yourself together and figuring out how to, like, stand on your own two feet and not facing specific adversity as far as my sexuality that mm-hmm. it, it really went it, it was it allowed me to go forward and the sexuality part was really just a component like any other component right of you know oneself so by the time I was you know really you know a quote-unquote adult um, and you know and starting this process and this career as an mm-hmm. artist that piece was really in the background with all of the other unique pieces of me. And so making art was 
from the onset was just about reflecting me as a whole as opposed to something that was really facilitating a process of dealing with my sexuality or dealing right, with anything yeah. else. Um, and I, so I really I think it's a symptom. The music being not so specifically gauged to, to, to my sexuality is really a symptom of just having had a very fortunate and long process having come out so young. So um, I don't know if that answers your question. Does that? No, actually it does. It makes it. And I think oh, you good. make a good point in saying that. And see, we, we're proponents of this all the time, that if society would just allow people to just find who they are in a natural process then it's yeah. just natural. And I mean, I sit, there's nothing, you know, I see nothing wrong with, with uh, those of us who are, you know, we do a gay talk show. Um, but what I love it's is... It's wonderful, yeah. Right, is watching your authenticity. Because when you're talked to about the queer festivals you, you have been honored to be a part of, and just talking about even nonchalantly about, you know, your greatest supporter is your wife. Um, these are just parts of your life that you are just expressing... You know, uh, because why wouldn't Absolutely. you? It's just normal. And I think that's a beautiful place that we as a society need to go to. And you're just a fact mm-hmm. that some of us get to be there, you know, because we're allowed that. So, no, I, I love that answer to your question, to my question. Cool. Yeah, I question. think it, it really is like um, it's not hard to understand, you know, and have, you know, a tremendous amount of compassion for, sure. for mm-hmm. um, and respect and admiration for people who are really, you know, living their art, you know, and living their sexuality as a conjoined Mm -hmm. sort of Mm -hmm. um, mashup because, you know, one really feeds the other. And I think that presentation to the world, for the parts of the world and the people who who are, in my mind, a little behind our our evolution here – it's it's really, really important. And but I do ultimately think that the end the end goal is to sort of you know, like you just said, is to sort of, you know, be free to, you know, sort of grow and evolve as we are in our own time, regardless of, you know, who we become, and really just all kind of rest with the truth that we're all human beings, period. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it, <laughs> you know. No, absolutely, absolutely. We should own our own and, you know, express that the way we can. And uh, a big question that's been going around in the queer music community and uh, one that we uh, asked out artist Ty Herndon is when you are a queer artist, do you have a responsibility um, or should you, um, you know, sing about same sex relationships or gear it towards, you know, a sexual orientation? Or do you just sing it about love openly because that's all it is? Um, so how do you yeah. feel in your music? Um, do you feel like you uh, tend to or want to, you know, face it towards uh, queer love or just, you know? openly say this is for anyone i you know personally mm-hmm. i i'm i'm much more um drawn personally to the latter because i do think that i think the only way the only way we all win like yeah. everybody wins yeah. in any sort of um uh overcoming of anything is when we stop focusing and that means all of us focusing mm-hmm. on our differences. And so I know that there's nothing different about my marriage. Like there's Absolutely. nothing different, Absolutely. right, about my marriage. And so, you know, to present myself and my marriage as a different mm-hmm. kind of, in my mind and experience, it, it adds to this idea and this false belief that we are different. Right, sure. Um, and so there's there's a lot of power, I guess, is what I'm saying, in, in just sort of presenting the sameness 
and the universal um, aspects, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to the, the separation and the differences. Um, that being said, um, you know, I think I, if people, you know, anyone who's, any activist, any artist, anyone who is, um, uh, you know, just really presenting their differences in the face of adversity, that does, it forces tremendous change. It forces a conversation like you guys were right. talking about earlier. Um then that's incredibly important. So, you know, I, I, I think it's mm-hmm. just about, it. really, it's just a matter of doing yourself, just being yourself. Sure. You do you, boo. See, there it is yeah, right there. Yeah. And I do have to say <laughs> that, you know, you have been known to say that you don't like to overthink your music, that your themes are very, you know, they're not really about one specific thing when you're writing or a specific person. You know, I mean, one of the exceptions, of course, is the song Arizona, which was about the Arizona law, uh, uh, immigration laws and things. But you talk about, you know, you want to spend that moment with the song. You want to be there. But then you don't dwell and overthink it and tear it apart. And then you move on. Talk to us about your creative process when you do write music. Um, you know, it's it's really you. I mean, you kind of just summarized it, really ha- how it is. Um, I've always found that I'm a lot more um, I'm, I'm a lot more successful as a writer when I don't think too much about it. Which might sound, I'm sure, to plenty of very schooled and and you know accomplished musicians like some some sort of cop out or or <laughs> maybe lazy. But uh, but I don't know. Anytime I've I've tried to you know insert my thinking mind into the process um everything kind of falls apart and so Mm -hmm. it's really Mm -hmm. become just sort of an exercise pretty meditative you know in like getting the thinking part out of the way and really just allowing yourself to express without judgment and without um uh without worrying about it without trying to sort of figure it out before it's even a thing yet you know right. and and mm-hmm. i don't know i think i think that's kind of a great metaphor for a lot of things in life but um but for me that's that's definitely how the writing process is it's it's about it's about being disciplined as far as you know have the have the guitar out pick it up regularly you know practice sure. rehearse yeah. for shows like that's all very disciplined but writing is the complete opposite well and i think i have to say so in in listening to your music and you know because it's the natural human thing to do. We try to pigeonhole it. We want to be able to label sure. it. But what is fascinating about your music is is I really see the word authentic has resonated with me since uh, studying up on you and listening to your music because it is very hard to pigeonhole where your music lies. I mean, that you can see, you can hear the influences from a little bit of bluegrass here, some country here. I hear Diana crawl in your voice, and it's just crazy. And yet in the end... It is very authentically, you just are doing what you do. You're just following the music that you have inside. And that's what it feels like to listen to you sing. Is that we were just talking earlier about it. It's like you're on a cloud and you're just following her. You just float Wherever everywhere. you go. And I think that's that's, so nice. that speaks. <laughs> Thank you. I know. No, it's true. I think it speaks to the authenticness that you probably has, have honed through the years of just being real. You know, you don't think about, well, I need it to, to play to this right. pop audience, or you don't. And do you find pressure when you're out there with management, or what, you know what I mean, yeah. to want to yeah, direct yeah, no, that it's more? Yeah, I know. I was going to say, it's really a double-edged sword, I think, oh, that yeah, sure. it, as far mm-hmm. as, like, the, in the professional world of music, that the whole idea of it not being categorizable or, right. you know, it, it's it's really tricky, because, 
you know, anything that, that you're trying to sort of, um, you know, present as a commodity of some kind, you know, right. you're, you're selling an album or selling the idea of a show, you know, right. to a venue or, or whatever, um, you know, the first question that anyone has is, well, who does it, you know, what, what does she sound like, right. you know, or what audience is this for? Mm-hmm. And so you do have to sort of participate to a certain degree, you know, in this idea of like branding and, right. um, you know, making, making comparisons so that people can understand and have an idea, you know, before, before listening. Um, and I understand that. Like I, you know, if I, if I, if that really turned me off, then I wouldn't, try to make music professionally you know right. i would be mm-hmm. creative on my own right. and i would play for my family and just do it for my own enjoyment and that's an utterly valid choice right. as an artist but you know i make no sort of you know i don't pretend to to not want to be successful professionally right. as an artist so you know so you you accept a certain amount of reality well i have to regard. say it's nice to it's always nice to talk to artists who you know aren't auto-tuning everything so, oh yeah, no, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> then, you know, we don't have to worry about yeah, because then you uh, you see them live, and I really feel ripped off. <laughs> oh, it's a uh, it's a trip. I know yeah. it's it's really. I mean, it's all too common too. It's 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 a little sad, right? And I really do believe um, artists like you are. I keep thinking, like, first of all, you need to add Washington to your list of where you need that's to travel sure. <laughs> because I can. It's obvious. That you would be, it would be an experience to be able to go hear you live because you know I listen Thank to, you. I've seen the live clips and everything, and there's something about a connection between someone who's purely just singing. There's none of this extra, you know, try to make it sound different up on that stage and being an audience member. That that's what's fascinating. So I just want just write down Spokane that S S P O K A N E because I have a feeling, and then we'll just bill you as it's the Carmen Butler experience. Experience. Oh, that's so, that. that's wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See, we'll brad you. We got you covered. Yeah, <laughs> girlfriend, come on over. That's what we say. That's what we say to all our artists. Um, so oh speaking God, of hilarious. tours, uh, what's coming yeah. up? Where can people see you? Uh, I know you're going around this summer uh, in California and uh, around nation. Where, where, where can they see you? You know, um, that is a great question. There, there are a couple things in the Bay Area through the summer Bay Area, you yeah. know, San Francisco area where I live, um, that I'm really looking forward to, and and they're they're kind of still in the works. So I don't want to like totally commit right this minute, but right. you know, on the website on CarmenMusic.com, mm-hmm. of course, every everything will be there. And I use Bands in Town, which is a really great. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that um, that web app, but it's like mm-hmm. really helpful if you want to follow an artist. You Bands get, like, in Town, I like it. A new tour date. Nice. Okay. What? I said Bands in Town. I don't know it. I need to look at it. Oh, it's fabulous! It's really great. It's super. Yeah, check it out. It's really great. Um, but but the truth is that I'm kind of um, switching gears a little bit out of tour mode and into writing mode, kind of oh, starting sure, the early sure. early mm-hmm. stages of um, gearing up for a new record. Ooh. So that's going to be um, that's going to be the primary focus. So I probably won't be out a ton, but if I'm coming up your way, you guys will be the first to know. Um, yeah, because I I just want you to sing live in studio because that would make my 
my week. Oh, that'd be so, so fun. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm excited that we're talking to you about Days of Love, and now we get to hear that there's something else coming. We love to overwork the people we love, so I love that there's a new <laughs> in your future. We get there's going to be another one coming down the down the. It's going to be Days of Our Lives. It's so. going to be great. It's going to be. It's going to be great. And, yeah. and it's okay. We'll come down and be guests, guest uh, yeah. background singers for you. You don't have to ask. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be, she's Only like, oh, promise. yeah, yeah right. oh, always <laughs> promise. So tell us one more time so all of our listeners know uh, two things I'm going to ask. Uh, maybe three. I'll have to look at it. Yes, three, that, but, three. Sorry, three things. But first of all, um, I want to ask what you say to young queer artists out there who do have this desire to follow the music, really to follow their heart. What do you say to them when they're they're just trying to figure out what in the heck do I do? Do you mean artists, like musicians, or yes. anybody? Yeah, anybody really. But yeah, but but specifically these these you know kids who are coming up thinking, I, I want to be in the music scene. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what is the your dreamers. advice to them? You know, I two things. I think I think the first thing is surround yourself with supportive people and primarily find a really incredible mentor. And that sounds like a, like a tall task, but um, I, I, there's just nothing, there's nothing more important for an, a, a young person, a young person trying to, to figure out how to be an artist or, or just get active in their art um, than having somebody in that mentorship kind of role. Mm-hmm. So um, that's key. And then the other thing is really to just focus on, what you naturally create and really put your blinders up to what other people are doing. And that doesn't mean don't enjoy or admire, but don't compare. Right. right. It just kills sure. everything. Sure. That'll kill your creativity in two seconds. Because then you it have to go everything. to insecurity yeah. and then, mm-hmm. ugh, life's mm-hmm. hell. <laughs> yep. For that. All right. And now another thing we're going to ask you to do. This is something we do with uh, a lot of our artists. Can you say... Uh, this is Carmen Butler, and you are listening to Outspoken. And then we'll clip that out and use it regularly in our uh, show. Yeah. If you don't mind, of course. Absolutely. Just like right now. Do you want to give me yeah. a countdown? Okay, yeah. we'll give you a countdown. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Okay, this is Carmen Butler, and you are listening to Outspoken. You are amazing. I have to say, it's been nice to have more than a two-minute conversation with you. Like we did no last time. No kidding. I've really enjoyed it. Well, you are nothing but, let's talk about, you know, authentic, and you are nothing but the sweetest. You supported us so much in just having you on our show. Let me tell you, that's not typical of all artists, so we really appreciate that oh, as well. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Absolutely. Now, and we will uh, be sending you this clip so, you, you know, you can love our voices for months to come. And you can hear Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan getting, getting all sappy right. about it right. all you want. So thank you, Carmen. We wish you luck on the tour and the new album that is coming out. But until then, everybody listening, go to CarmenMusic.com, that is with a K, and listen to the album Days of Love. Thank you, Carmen. You have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you. You too, you guys. Bye. Bye.